The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Kroger workers and the grocer have reached an agreement on a new contract. And that might lead to higher prices at Kroger for you and me because it is inseparable. The relationship between worker wages and cost of goods. When the rail workers got a big fat raise and a big fat bonus for agreeing to a contract, I knew that would manifest itself in higher prices. It is in the process of that happening. 1,000, excuse me, 12,500 members of the Kroger Union locally have reached agreement with Kroger, and they're also going to get what they are advertising is a healthy raise. Good for them. Nevertheless, higher wages across the board is not something the Federal Reserve wants to see because the Federal Reserve is afraid that, what? We have a lot of money out there. Thank you, Joe Biden, for printing all that money, for sending all those stimulus checks, for paying us for having children. $250 a kid if over five years of age. Did you get your check? And you felt like a dope if you didn't cash it because everybody else was going to cash theirs. You knew that. We're changing people's lives. Oh, sorry. Yeah. So you want to know why the Dow is down today, why the S&P 500 is down today, and it's down significantly 2%. That is why, because the jobs report came out today, and there were more jobs added than the Fed wanted to be added. It's not that they like unemployment, but unemployment is indicative of the money that's out there in the economy. If they're hiring more people than anticipated, then there's more money out there, and the Fed is sitting there going, well, I guess we haven't raised rates high enough. I guess we haven't slowed the economy down enough. So, bam, we're going to hit you with another rate increase coming up. Now, Larry Kudlow is one of the smartest guys on TV. He used to work with the Fed, in the Fed. He's worked for numerous Republican administrations. He's very smart on the economy. And he went off on this long rant today about the economy. And when I talk about the price of goods, I talked about wages of workers. That's only one component, of course. One of the major components is getting goods to market, which is what? Energy. How do you get them to market? And the Biden administration, as I've said millions of times, and we'll say millions more until they come to their senses, is making things cost more by making American energy non-existent relative to what American energy was during the Trump administration when he said, drill, baby, drill. Produce all the natural gas you can. Produce all the oil you can. We'll sell it. We'll export it. Prices will be low here in the U.S. Gas was around $2 a gallon, $2.25. We can all live with that. Now it's trending toward double that. And I think before the midterms, it will be double that with the fact that OPEC has announced a 2 million barrel per day cut in the oil that it will allow to be released on the global market. We haven't even seen the full impact of that yet. We're already starting to see it. I'm waiting for the fours to start being the dominant number on gas per gallon in Columbus. Everything's $399 right now, $399, $389. Costco last night was $379. Earlier in the day, it was $369. So gas is going up. 
So Larry Kudlow was, uh, <laughs> let's just say, very upset and very critical of the Biden administration. And uh, I may stop him midstream to comment, but the man was on a roll. You can't make this stuff up. You just can't make this stuff up. We would rather have Venezuela, which is a socialist communist country, basically run by the Cuban Secret Service and financed by Russia, Cuba and China. We would rather have this uh, guy Maduro produce oil, which, by the way, is the dirtiest oil in the world, disgusting, terrible oil. Ours is the cleanest oil in the world. We'd rather him produce or we'd rather Iran produce. We're still negotiating this nuclear treaty with Iran, which I think is a farce and is one of the reasons why the Saudi OPEC people are turning towards Russia and away from the United States. Let me stop him right there because he's absolutely right. When we play footsie with Iran and we're going to cut a new nuclear deal with them, who does that imperil? It imperils the Saudis. Why would the Saudis do us a favor if we're putting the Saudi people in jeopardy by doing business with Iran? And his reference to Venezuela is that the Biden administration, because it's so enslaved to the green idiots here, it cannot and will not clear the way via permitting for all these leases. Oh, leases, leases, leases. we got leases out there. They won't act on them. Well, you haven't issued permits. And it takes forever to get a permit. And no oil company is going to spend its money to pursue oil if you're going to deny it a permit. While, by the way, your squad members are telling major U.S. banks, don't loan any money for the exploration of fossil fuels. So that's why the Venezuela reference from Kudlow is dead on the money. We would rather allow Chevron to pump dirty oil in Venezuela which is run by a dictator who kidnapped six American oil executives and held them hostage. They did nothing wrong, but they were useful pawns so Nicolas Maduro could get his two nephews out of American prisons where they had been put there by our justice system for dealing in drugs. That's what Larry Kudlow's talking about when he talks about Venezuela and Iran and how our continued negotiations with Iran offends Saudi Arabia. We'd rather do anything than open the spigots here in the United States. I mean, you just can't make this stuff up. And yesterday you had this announcement from the NSC and the NEC saying this just shows you how we have to curb fossil fuels. No, I beg your pardon. This shows you why you should open the fossil fuel spigots. So what he's talking about is that after OPEC announced its two million barrel a day cut, the fools in the Biden administration said, you see, you see, oil's not going to be around forever, so we should be more reliant than even we've said we should be. We should convert even faster. No, this means we have a way to fix the issue, and the way to fix the issue is to pump the oil that OPEC will no longer pump or sell us. Worse, worse, in general economic terms, political terms, and national security terms, we have forfeited the whip hand in the world oil market, okay? We are no longer dominant. We are no longer independent. We have given that power to OPEC, Saudi, Russia, OPEC plus. That is a gigantic mistake in economic terms and in national security terms. And for Joe Biden to start 
blathering on here about how he's improved our economic securities. That is completely wrong. They're talking about shutting down all the offshore federal leasing, okay? And the other stuff, the Justice Department is going to sue OPEC? Really? Mm -hmm. Huh? Really? You think OPEC is uh, knee-knocking and quaking in their uh, feet right now over that? I don't think so. The obvious thing is to open the fossil spigots. 80% of the world's power comes from carbons, oil, natural gas, coal, 80%. And we have spent in recent years trillions and trillions of dollars, and we have not moved the needle at all. Infinitesimal fraction lower in uh, carbons, and we have not increased the use of renewables whatsoever. There is no alternative infrastructure. So my point is, in almost every single way, we have an inflation problem, we have a soft economy on the front end of the recession problem. We have real wages falling. And we are now outsourcing the principal source of energy. We are outsourcing it to the Middle East once again. Remember the Arab oil embargo in the 1970s when yeah. I first came to the Federal Reserve and Wall Street and to Venezuela and to Iran. I mean, this is farcical. The Wall Street Journal editorial board called it preposterous. I couldn't think of a better term. I mean, that's a mic drop. It's, he's totally right. It's, it is, <laughs> I use the word nonsensical all the time, and I think people mean in, think I mean it in a lighthearted way. I don't mean it in a lighthearted way. I mean it in a literal way. It is not sensible, illogical, stupid <laughs> is exactly what it is. To have a way to dominate on the world stage the commodity that everyone in the world needs. We have more than we need and what other people need, and we will not use it. And think of all the money we've wasted on green technology. You know, we're in an upside-down time in our culture where... People claim that being compassionate is uh, pouring chemically altering drugs down the throats of kids, uh, where you get, uh, I mean, a good jobs report, right? A good jobs report is we got more jobs than we thought, right? That's good. No, that's not good. Good news is bad news in our world right now. A good jobs report means the economy's not slowing down enough. It's going to raise rates. Inflation's going to, or prices or something. It's just not good. Often good news is bad news. So last night when I saw that Hunter Biden, hey, he might get indicted, I was momentarily encouraged until I started to dig into the details. And I'm waiting for the Washington Post and other outlets to report that Hunter Biden is going to be indicted for something that might land on who? Joe Biden. No, that's the brilliance of the Justice Department's stacking the deck. They're going to indict Hunter Biden for minutia. They're going to invite uh, to indict Hunter Biden for a weapons violation. They're going to indict Hunter Biden for not paying taxes on all the money that he got from Burisma, from Ukraine. And you say, well, those carry long sentences, Bruce. Don't you want to see Hunter Biden in jail? I mean, yeah. But I want to see Joe Biden exposed for the absolute criminal that he is. And that's not going to happen.
Because here's what's going to happen. Hunter Biden's going to do a plea deal with the Justice Department. He's going to do a, just enough time to satisfy us who knows that he's a crook. And then they're going to seal it up, amnesty on everything else, nothing to see here, no need to go any deeper. It's all taken care of. Here's Georgetown law professor Jonathan Turley on what's missing from the charges against Hunter Biden. The concern that I have is that one of the crimes that has not been raised uh, is a FARA violation uh, that deals with the registration of foreign agents. Uh, With people like Paul Manafort, the Justice Department went aggressively to prosecute those people who are not registered as foreign agents. Mm -hmm. Hunter Biden seems to meet that Paul Manafort standard. And if that's not included, it's going to raise a lot of questions because by not including it, you don't have to ask embarrassing questions about influence peddling that may have generated millions for the Biden family. Yeah, so they're going to get away with it. Now, FARA, F-A-R-A, is the Foreign Agents Registration Act. Hunter Biden's doing business with China and the Ukraine, with Russia, getting bags of cash just for being Joe Biden's son and presenting these Enemies of the state with access to our vice president. And oh, by the way, Turley is right. Paul Manafort prosecuted for a fair violation. Oh, he was talking. Oh, he didn't report that. Oh, let's throw the book at him. Mueller, the uh, former special counsel, uh, used this quite aggressively. The Department of Justice has brought charges against people with even less of a prominent role in working for uh, foreign governments. What's interesting is that both Hunter Biden and uh, Paul Manafort uh, had these connections with the Ukraine government and possibly working for those foreign interests. There's a lot of similarities. Mm. But down that road uh, is a, are, are a number of difficult questions for President Biden, who has right. denied all along that he had any knowledge of these uh, these foreign dealings. Yeah, down that road. And that's a road they don't want to travel. That's a road that has serious consequences for Democrats. Because trust in media is at an all-time low. If Joe Biden ends up being the foreign cat's paw that the media alleged Donald Trump was and that the Mueller investigation proved he was not, that resonates for a long, long time. And the media will not regain its trust. And I dare say Democrats would not retain control of Congress or the White House for a very, very, very long time. So these charges, as they are apparently being ordered, are, as Jonathan Turley says, essentially an effective workaround to insulate Joe Biden from responsibility for his crimes. I've been saying for over two years that a special counsel should have been appointed in this case. I I don't even know what plausible argument you can make at this point for uh, refusing that type of appointment. But Merrick Garland has refused. There is no way to look into some of these violations, particularly the FARA violations, without stumbling over the president repeatedly referenced in these emails. So the concern is that after refusing to appoint a special counsel, they could cut a plea deal that closes off 
prosecution, possibly without jail time or meaningful jail time, so that when you go towards the 2024 election, the president can say that this matter has now been addressed. Nothing to see here. My son Hunter's paid for his crimes. Me? Oh, me? What are you talking about? This is how the whole thing's going to wrap up. Now, obviously, the House is going to be investigating this if the Republicans take control. But if the prosecutors have already reached a plea agreement, they could just throw up their hands and say, whatever you found, uh, this matter is now closed. Uh, And we have a plea agreement, a global agreement with Hunter Biden. He pled, uh, and we consider the matter to be closed at this point. Sound familiar? Sound familiar? James Comey, press conference about Hillary Clinton? Yeah, sure. Yeah, she broke the law. She had thousands of emails on a server that was hacked by foreign governments. But she didn't intend to break the law. She didn't intend to. Well, that's a new standard. Do they apply? You know, when you you get arrested for speeding, does the trooper come up to the door and say, hey, you were going 85 in a 70. Did you intend to do that? Why, no, I did not. I did not know I was going 85. See how that works for you. James Clapper lies in front of Congress? Is he in jail? Huh? I mean, <laughs> Comey leaks to the New York Times. Is is it is Comey like paying a price for that? Ah, I think he went on a book tour. I think he's doing fine, right? How many? How many Democrats? Oh, Paul Pelosi? Is he going away for insider trading? No. no I've never asked my husband any information to help his stock deals. Oh, well, okay, nothing to see here either, Nance. They use this every single time. They get away with it every single time. And then they wonder, and then they wonder why people feel like an election is stolen from them. They wonder why we don't trust them. I mean, um, so it fits. It fits where we are. Bad news is good news. Good news is bad news. This apparently good news is not good news because they're going to basically give Hunter Biden a slap on the wrist. And in so giving him that slap on the wrist, it's going to give his dad and his dad's brother a free pass, a totally free pass. It gives me no joy to tell you that, but... The one thing I tell you all the time is that I will not lie to you. I will tell you the truth. And so, if you're around your conservative friends this weekend and they're exulting in the apparent imminent indictment of Hunter Biden, you can share with them the pretty plausible fact that it's going to exonerate Joe Biden.